Hello, my name is Emmanuel, and you're watching Hashtag Verse TV. Be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Now, cue that beautiful intro. What's up, guys? We're live, we're live, and we're live again. Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> this is All the Tea with Verse TV, and I'm your host, Troy Weeks Music, and we're here getting in live with our boy, Mono. So without further ado, Mono, first and foremost, shout out to you, the Astoria Merman. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for being here. So first and foremost, for our audience who may not know where you're from outside of, like, Astoria is where you're from? Like, that's home for you? Astoria, like, that's it? Astoria, I was born and raised in Queens, Astoria. This is my home. Listen, you born and, listen, you don't meet a lot of people born and raised in one place now in 2020. So shout out to you for being born and raised and you still there making moves, okay? You know, it's, it's a part of who you are. I like to say that I am making waves. Making waves, yes. You guys have to see, first and foremost, before we go start, I met him. I was at a pool here in Harlem um, for the summertime, right before it got too cold. Right, I think it was the day they actually closed the pools. Um, they had a, a, a mermaid event with some special mermaids in the building, and Mr. Story Mermaid himself was there. Um, and that, that is how we met. So um, shout out to you. So first and foremost, has you being from a story influenced your work? Like, did you find out all about this in a story? Like, how did you find out about this and being from so, a story? Just so mermaids have always um intrigued me since i was a kid uh i grew up with two older sisters and our family had a lot of disney movies growing up so we grew up with the little mermaid you know yes and um i was i was very mem mesmerized as a kid i really found the ocean very fascinating like i i watched a lot of ocean related stuff as a kid like i watched free willy flipper the little mermaid splash splash was my oh my god Come on. all of the good ones <laughs> growing up yo but um yeah there was just something about mermaids that really intrigued me as a kid like i think it was because they were just something i got to live in the ocean and i really loved the ocean growing up and um, as I got older, I, um, you know, researched it more and learned more about, like, their history and, like, what, how they've influenced the world. And they've always been, like, a symbol of, like, freedom. And that's mm -hmm. just something that really resonated with me. Now, when I discovered mermaiding, um, so... Full disclosure, when I say that I'm a professional merman, I'm saying that ironically. It is a profession, but there are plenty of people who do it recreationally. Um, when I discovered mermaiding, I think I was like, like 10 years old, mm -hmm. and I found out about a woman named Hannah Frazier, and she is on record to be the first freelance professional mermaid. She, you know, she goes to events, she does a lot of mermaid-related, like, things, and um, yeah, uh, more people followed her after that. Like they started doing what she was doing. They would be mer people for a profession or they would just do it for fun. Like it, it grew over time and now there's an industry for it. You can buy mermaid tails, you can buy mermaid products and you can be a mermaid for hire. 
there are classes for it. Like it is a big thing and it's growing every day. Mm-hmm. Come on. So how long have you been a professional member yourself? I think I bought my first tail when I was, I think 19, I believe. Or 20. I think it was 20. So, oh my God, how long have I been doing this? I think I was just right. I'm sorry. It's just, I, okay. I was definitely straight out of high school when I got my first tail because that's when I met Cookie, the Harlem mermaid. And she is, she's the sweetest woman. She's the sweetest woman you will ever meet. Yes, uh, Cookie. She, I remember Cookie. Yeah, she calls me her mer son because, um, you know, and I call her mer mama sometimes because they, you know, I it's because of her. Like I really sparked into investing into my first tail, which is retired now. But now, uh, you know, I have a new tail. Right, and that's that's the one I saw. Right. Yes. Got it. So she yes. was. So you would say she was the reason why you were inspired to. But what, outside of Cookie, was it just Cookie? What What was the main reasons for you get inspired to enter the industry in general so being a merman was just a childhood fantasy of mine like you know nothing would have made me more happier than to get a tail and to live in the ocean essentially but, i'm sure um, after meeting you i'm sure you definitely would if you could because like, you can was, hold your breath for a very I, long time if i had gills i would never leave the water mm-hmm. but um yeah like it was just a childhood thing for me like a childhood fantasy of mine and when I heard that you can do it now, like you can actually become this, it was, at first I was a little discouraged because I came from a family that had a lot of conservative views on a lot of things. And they, I, I, I think you can guess that they would feel a little uncomfortable with me pursuing this kind of hobby. But then mm-hmm. I started to realize, well, they're already uncomfortable with me liking anime, so. Right. You know, this is just Either it is what it is. Often. Right. But um, after meeting Cookie, after you know, I think after seeing a mermaid in front of me, that really sparked it for me. And I thought, you know what? I make money. I want this. It'll make me happy. So I bought my first tail. Mm-hmm. And, I yeah. was, and I was so nervous when I was getting my first tail. I'm like, am I even gonna use it? Am I even gonna swim in it? What if I don't even know how to use it? Then I put my fins in the water and I just, I zipped through. I'm just like, that's me right there. Y'all got to get him. Um, y'all got to see him in person. Y'all got to check him out. Look at his videos because when I saw for myself, I didn't, I mean, this is my first time. I always thought mermaid, like mermaids, like, okay. Uh, a little mermaid got it. Yeah. But it's in person. It's a little and, weird now. It's getting better. Yeah. But in person, it was, it was a totally different thing. Can you, 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 you swim in the fin, right? You swim like an actual mer person. Yeah. Like the, so I actually have the tail here. Um, oh, shit. about this. Come on. So this is tail number 2.0. Uh, I still, um, I call her Aquarius and it is made up of two pieces. So this is a fabric tail. So it's made up of two things. It's made up of a tail skin, which is the fabric part. This is what goes over your legs to give off the illusion of a fish tail. And on the inside is a monofin. A monofin is monofin. A monofin is basically one big flipper that you put both your feet into to simulate mm-hmm. the dolphin kick. And um, that's essentially what I use. Um, I do have a monofin from Tail um, 1.0. This was my professional um, diver's monofin called a Trident. It is from Mermaid Cat Shop. Uh, the tail skin was ripped up to high heaven, and it's a retired tail, so I don't know. <laughs> I threw that shit out a long time ago. 
But um, ever since I got my hands on a Luna Monofin, I barely used this thing. I just keep it for sentimental value at this point. Got it, got it. Come on. Come on with the collection. So your Instagram says that you're a bar-loving geek. Can you tell our audience about bar and your love for bar? So I'm going to try to keep this as less explicit as possible. <laughs> um, so if you are a fan of anime, you know, or if you're in the anime community, you might be familiar with what yaoi is. Yaoi in, uh, in a simpler term is gay romance, manga, and anime. Manga is like Japanese comics. Um, a lot, and the thing about yaoi is that it is made by women and it's made for a young girl demographic because for some weird reason, a lot of young girls in Japan really love gay romance. Like they really love, Wow. you know, but um, I've noticed it's a little over romanticized. Like there will be, scenarios in these comics that just make no sense to a gay to an actual gay man don't get me wrong i mean it is in a shoujo manga so it's supposed to be over romanticized but like mm. Mm, i just don't see how these young girls i hope they don't think that this is how gay relationships actually work now bara, uh. now bara it is gay manga made by gay men for gay men and a good chunk of it is porn <laughs> Yeah, uh, cartoon porn, of, like anime porn. Hentai. Uh, Bara ten is made by gay men for gay men, and it is it tends to be a lot more masculine in art style. Like for example, in Yaoi, a lot of the men because it's made for young girls, the men are like pretty boys. They're meant to appeal to a young girl demographic. They look like an attractive man in a girl's eyes because it is made by a woman. But Bara, on the other hand. Because it is made by gay men, it tends to uh, have an art style that can pertain to a gay demographic. And oftentimes, I like to summarize it. It's just gay bears. I like me some bears, yo. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, and there's a lot of artists out there. A lot of them don't show their faces because Japan still has a very conservative um, view on um, anything involving queer. Mm -hmm. Queer anything. Um, but, um, you know, the, the few that do... You know, they really love what they do. And, like, I actually have, like, this comic thing here. Um, it is, like, an animation of a couple artists. It's called Massive. Mm -hmm. And um, basically, it comes with interviews with various artists. And it goes, and it gives you a sample comic from each artist because they all have their own distinct style. Uh, it even goes into a little bit of the history of gay art in Japan, and I found that very interesting, and I really wanted it as a collector's piece. Mm, got it. Yeah, I'm all it, definitely opening our eyes to it because we had no clue. Yeah, um, definitely. If you're if you're an anime fan and you're a queer person, uh, a gay man specifically, I would say, uh, Bara is definitely your thing. Like, get into it. It's awesome. And I've noticed there's a lot of more Western artists now, like... More and more do I see Western artists getting into drawing Bara characters. And I'm like, yes, give me some, give me some bears, yo. I love, <laughs> I love them thick, yo. Gotcha. Come on now, nice and thick, wait. So, so I see you're a Sailor Moon fan. And, you know, of course, she is a diva. Like, hello. Like, of course, Sailor Moon cosplay. Talk to me. So, um, so when I was growing up, like I mentioned, I had two older sisters growing up. We, uh, my dad would come home with uh, DVDs from Blockbuster and he would 
constantly bring home Sailor Moon because that was what me and my sisters would want to watch. He would bring home the movies specifically. And I loved those movies growing up. I loved, especially watching with my older sister, me and my older sister, Maria, she, I think mainly it's because of her, I really got into anime because it was one of the things we used to do to bond together growing up. Mm. Um, I used to love watching like the overdramatic transformation sequences or like how these like girls are like using like these these over extravagant attacks to fight evil. And mm. it's so cool. And plus it was so different back then. Like before you would have your Batmans and your Supermans and these Power Rangers. And it's like, yeah, this is cool. But there was something about Sailor Moon that like really resonated with me. And mm. as I grew older, I realized that the show was like very gay. Like <laughs> there was a lot of, the Sailor Moon has a lot of like, LGBT representation, which is really cool. Like Japan was really ahead of their time at, at that point. Um, Naoko Takauchi, I think she, the creator of the original manga and anime, she um, said she initially made Sailor Moon because she there was nothing like it out there. There wasn't mm. a lot of manga and comics out there that portrayed young women being the hero because a lot of times in media, young women were the damsel in distress, the thing you right. had to save. But in this series, they were the ones doing the saving and femininity wasn't exactly viewed as a weaker trait. They embraced their femininity and still managed to be the hero of the story. And so I really looked up to Sailor Moon growing up as a kid because I related to her, to that character a lot growing up. Mm -hmm. Nice. So, so, and like I said, this, this, this type of, um, show introduced me to anime in general like it did for mm -hmm. a lot of people if you mm -hmm. didn't grow up with sailor moon you grew up with dragon ball z you grew up with Yu-Gi-Oh. you grew up with pokemon everyone grew right. up with pokemon right. and um <laughs> that's what introduced me to anime and god do i love fucking anime like there's just something about it it's it's just so much fun and i think it's just i've grown a big appreciation to animation in general because unfortunately we live in a society where animation apparently is a lower form of entertainment and i think that's intellectually ridiculous because just because a show is appropriate for kids doesn't mean it's made for kids you can right. enjoy, you can enjoy sailor moon even though the main demographic is kids a lot of adults today still watch sailor moon so mm -hmm. you know uh i unfortunately i've had people in my life who tend to think that i'm a little not <laughs> kind of dumb for being in this kind of thing. Well, I grew up in a household that had a very um, skewed sense of masculinity and uh, maturity. And unfortunately, me being in my age group, um, people in my family would be very discouraged with me being into a show about crime fighting cartoons. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. They, they think that this type of show is on the same level as Dora the Explorer or some shit. No, definitely not. And Don't you worry. In, in, it, to be brash, that's retarded. Like, to think, that, to think that this show, all the thought and work that gets put into this is on the same level as a preschool show is intellectually retarded in my eyes. Yeah, it's definitely not the same thing. Don't worry, Aaron's going to watch it now. So uh, I don't know if he has any experience, but he's definitely going to look it up. Um, I've, I've definitely watched it before, so you got yeah, somebody like, interested, so don't like, you worry. Yeah, like Sailor Moon, like, it's it definitely gets gayer around season three. Like, they, 
they, they had they had a full blown lesbian couple as a main as main characters in season three. So, you know, if you're paying attention, wake up, right? <laughs> so you you did a transformation video that went viral. Love yeah. viral videos. Can you tell us about that and experience? So, um, when I when I was young, God, a lot of these are starting with me saying when I was young. Um, I used to try to like enact the transformation scenes as a kid. Like when it would start on TV, you would see me, six-year-old me, looking at the screen being like, look at me transform. <laughs> and um, uh, when I discovered TikTok last year, I really grew fond of it. And then I realized, hmm, I really want to do a boy Sailor Moon cosplay. And at the same time, I want to utilize it with TikTok. So I thought, oh my God. The transformation sequences. No one's doing it too. Like, like there are some people who kind of did it, but they're doing it like so half-assed. And I'm like, no, I will do it like shot by shot. You know, I will, I, I want to mm, <laughs> live out what I did as a kid. Right. So like, and God, it took like hours to do all of those transformation scenes. It, there was no air conditioner in my room. And so getting in and out of this very tight costume, it was like a fucking mess. But uh, yeah, it was fun. And I'm glad people liked it. I didn't even think people were going to like this. I just thought this would be fun to do. No, this shit went viral. And I'm like, wow, people really enjoyed this chubby man transforming into Sailor Moon. Wow. <laughs> Listen, you just never know. You got to do what you love and you dreamed of it and it happened. So shout out to you. What, what I, have, the, hmm? I, unfor I unfortunately had an experience. There was someone who was, and I just went through this whole drama thing recently. There was a girl who had the gall to comment that I was too old for Sailor Moon. So I went on this bitch's page, right? <laughs> Don't come for me unless I send for you. Go ahead. So this bitch went on my page and said, you're too old for Sailor Moon. I look at this bitch's page and she is very fond of a show called My Hero Academia. Now, mind you, My Hero Academia's targeted audience is children, young kids, young boys to be specifically. And this 21-year-old lesbian is coming after me liking Sailor Moon. And I'm like, bitch, what you mean? Ah, I'm too old for Sailor Moon, bitch. You too old for my hero academia. What's good? <laughs> but um, yeah, you. she blocked me afterwards, and I'm like, Pussy. well, you got your point across. So tell me, when it comes to being a professional merman, what's been the hardest part for you? I think just mainly like um, my uh, family's initial like reaction to it because they, uh, I, I don't want to say who, but there are people in my family who like on borderline kind of bully me into not doing it. And uh, I, it's just something that I like to do. And um, I, I don't feel like I should stop um, doing something that I like to do just to. Especially when you're good at it. Yeah. Especially when I'm good at it. Hello. To, like, you know, to meet a certain standard that I don't even want to meet to begin with. It's your life, not theirs, friend. Yeah, Live I, your I, life. So I was I impressed. I couldn't recall a time where we went to the beach one day earlier this year, and I really wanted to bring the tail. I do not want to swim with legs again after getting this tail. Why would I? Like, this is the epitome of something you would want to do when you're swimming in the water. Right. So uh, I wanted to bring the tail, and they thought that I wasn't going to bring the tail. No, 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 honey, you know who I am. Uh, I'm related to you. Of course I'm bringing the tail. Um, and uh, there was, like, a little bit of a heated, a heated argument in the car 
uh, when coming to the beach. And uh, it made me kind of miserable having to leave it in the car. And it got to the point where they're like, okay, fine, bring the fucking tail. Yes, let me bring the fucking tail. You knew I was bringing it. Listen, so, how um, about you going that side of the beach and I'm going this side? Let me know exactly, what time you tried the car. That's what I did. Like you're, so, like, you're so scared of people staring at us. Like, bitch, they're going to be staring at me, not you. That's all right. You keep doing it because that was very impressed when I saw the tail. I'm very impressed. I want to get in one myself one day. So, if what has been the most? Be safe, huh? Be safe. Going, yeah, um, I am a big advocate for tail safety. You know what you're doing before you do it. Learn to. Well, I'm gonna ask you. You gonna help me out? We're not getting ready to do all that because well, I got a professional I'm, friend now. So I'll be able to call you because I ain't going to just jump in. Trust me, I'm not going to just jump in there. Yeah, I'll definitely I, I, ask I questions. I don't recommend just jumping into it. There's there's levels to this. There's I'll ask you. Yeah. I'll just help you get me together. You're right there in the store. You ain't that far. You're going to have to help me get me together. So <laughs> what's been the most enjoyable part of being a merman for you? Living out a fantasy. Like living out um, a, ch- um, a childhood wonder. And that's that's so nice. It's so nice to do something positive in the world, you know? Like who wouldn't want to be a mermaid? Just like who wouldn't want to be any kind of mythical creature? It's fun, and why? Right. Should, why should there be an issue other than it's fun? You know, I it's not hurting no one, and it for me especially, I feel like it does help me out with a lot of things. It helps me. I'm getting good. I'm getting exercise from it. Like I have a gigantic belly right now, and that's because of quarantine. But when <laughs> I first did the tail thing, I did not have this belly, honey. I'll just say that. So yeah, you get exercise from swimming because you know there's a you're using your core a lot. And um, the other thing I think um, I I think a lot of people don't talk about is um, it kind of helps me with my depression to a degree because um, mm-hmm. you know it's it's fun like it just feels good to do and I I enjoy that and gotcha. um, yeah like yes. it's it's to put it simply it's really my happy place like when I'm yes. swimming in the water. It feels like me, and it, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to put it in words. Well, again, like I said, seeing you being in the water and seeing you doing things was amazing, so just keep doing it. It's very inspiring to see, like, this is my first time being encountered with more people in general, in real, in person, yeah, it's, in person. It's so. a wonderful community. Like, we've had our fair share of um of drama, but world community doesn't have drama. But um, That's true. You know, there's a whole history behind this profession, honestly. Like, this, if you really want to argue about it, um, the first m- professional mermaids would probably have to be um, wiki-watchy mermaids in Florida. They've been doing this shit since, like, the 20s, I think. And, um, you know, there's a whole there's a whole community behind this, and it's amazing. And, you know, we're all, a lot of the times, we're just, who are you? I'm mermaid I mermaid this. We're already friends because we're mermaids. And it's mm-hmm. cool. It's cool. You know, and it's nice to like compare tales, swim with other people, be in a pod. And the God, the pod aspect about it is really cool. Mm-hmm. So, what's the main thing that you want our Verse TV audience to learn about you today, Mono? Uh, I would say if you feel like certain aspects of yourself are weird or don't meet certain societal standards, don't let that discourage you and be your own authentic self. Go let your let yourself be out in the world and just just do you. Like don't let someone tell you you're too weird to do this. Don't do that because people will look at you a certain way. No, mm-hmm. be yourself because you were put on this earth to be yourself and right. to be happy. Come on, drop them gems. What's next for you, Mano? 
What's next? What's, what, what should we be expecting before we get into our last little quick uh, verse to be questions? We asked everybody to get in your business. What, what's next for you? You know, I don't really plan a lot of things in life. I kind of just go with the flow, move with the waves, as they say. So, oh, going with the wind, fabulous. Talk about it. Yes, bitch. <laughs> my world, you know? Um, but yeah, I, if anything, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing and pursue things that make me happy. Like, you know, maybe that means continuing being a merman. Um, maybe that means pursuing cosplay more or just gaming on my PC, yo. Like, I just want to live my life. Facts. Come on. Talk about it. I love it. So for, first and foremost, before we get to the next quick part, really fast and easy. Thank you for, just thank you now. Thank you for being oh, here. Yeah, thank you no for problem. just making moves and, you know, bringing the light to the merman community because I didn't believe it until I seen it for myself. Yeah, like, listen, I seen dude, it for myself. It's, it's fun. That's all I'm going to say. It's fun. Yes, it definitely seems fun. So, you know, when the summer comes, come back, maybe we can go out there. Yeah, and like I'm, getting a whole merman, I'm getting a whole merman vibe from that necklace. I told you when we met, like, I you're like, you got the Merman aesthetic. You, 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 all you need is the fishtail, bro. Y'all heard it here first. He's going to help me get my first one. I, okay? I, I feel something. He, I feel something from this one. He's gonna he, help me. He can, I'm getting the vibes. He's destined for it. Ooh, you see, Aaron, you better watch out now. Air, the necklace. I'm getting the vibe from you, dude. You destined to be in the sea. Yes, and I love the water too. So that's like giving me yeah, definitely like, the vibes I wanted my whole life. So, question number one on the hot seat of our verse TV questions. Not that yours, but it's if you had all the money, power necessary, what would you do or change that you feel would be most beneficial for the LGBTQ community? I would probably open up facilities that would help a lot of youths that get thrown out in the street for being gay. Mm. Because that happens a lot, and it's awful that it happens a lot. So if I had the money and power, I would open up facilities where they can feel safe, they are housed and fed, and you know, just a place that would help them get back on their feet. Nice. I like that. It's definitely one of my number one answers. Uh, if I had to do a general consensus, um, and I, I feel like it just makes it's music to my ears to know that so many people, if they had a chance, can make that kind of change in our LGBT community. So, yeah. Um, number two, it's no right or wrong answer, but you know, just definitely want to point that out. Um, number two starts with a quote, and then it goes into the question. The quote is this: "Ask not where I live, or what I like to eat, or how I comb my hair, but ask me what am I living for in detail. Ask me what do I think is keeping me." from living fully for the thing I want to live for. And that's from a quote from Thomas Morton, uh, Merton. Um, and so the question is this, what is your goal in life? And part B to that is what's slowing you down from achieving that goal? I guess my goal in life is finding true love one day. And it's just my terrible taste in men, I guess. <laughs> I mean, listen, I love me some bears, but the bear community tends to be um, very overtly sexual and... Uh, Mm, like I've mentioned before, starting off a relationship with sex just never tends yeah. to be healthy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, I think it's just me having a terrible taste in men because, like, I'm okay. I'm always the one someone wants to fuck, never to marry. You know that game, Kill, Fuck, Marry? Yeah. I'm always fuck. I'm never marry. Ouch. Uh -uh, yeah. I don't believe that. You're definitely an awesome guy. And I believe that if you believe that you want to be married and be, have marriage and that is what you can get. And, but ultimately, like you said, knowing what the community of what you like gives, being in control of it, not letting them I'll, say- I hey, think it tends to be like hookup culture in general. I mean, I'm young. Now, especially. 
Yeah, I mean, nah. I'm young, so I'm not looking to get married anytime soon. But like, yeah, like I think hookup culture right now in the gay community is a little bit of an issue. I mean, we, it's something we really need to talk about. Yeah, we need to have a whole day. Where we could sit and go through that. A whole that's gonna year, be honey. A whole year. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> question number three. This is a very important question. What is your deepest tea? Something that you've never shared on social media before, but something that you're willing to share with us, of course. Hmm. So I try to be very transparent, so I can't think of anything off the top of my head. So give me just a sec. Mm-hmm. Think um, a little deep. I would say one thing I would like to share with everyone is... Well, up until now, I haven't really talked about my uh, my mental health, so... I would say, uh, you know, depression can be very, um, can be a bitch, honestly. It, it kind of sucks to sort of like feel down on yourself sometimes. Mm. So, you know, uh, you know, no one's perfect mentally. And, uh, but that's also why I try to pursue things that make me happy because it alleviates that feeling. That's why I really love being a merman because uh, that's, me being me and it helps me uh, reassure that mm -hmm. definitely um gotta have something that you hold close to because that's what keeps you keep you, yeah, you know? keep, keep you stable um second and last question what is your biggest stumbling block if you encounter on your journey and how did you overcome it i guess the the over the block would be um the negative feedback i get from doing certain things that mm -hmm. um that i like to do like mm -hmm. when i when I got into cosplay, like, you know, I would have certain family members. I'm, I don't want to say who specifically, but I would have certain family members. You gotta members. get that messy if you don't want to. Yeah. Uh, I would have certain family members tell me, you know, uh, why are you dressing like that? People are going to think you're a fucking weirdo walking out in the street. I'm, I'm cosplaying. I'm going to a photo shoot. Um, don't do the mermaid thing. I mean, people are going to stare at you. And I'm like, it, it's fun. I, I just want to do it. You know, like what's cosplay exactly for those people who don't even know what that is. Full disclosure, um, cosplay is when you dress up as characters from like uh, movies, video games, mer um, anime. You're cosplaying as a character. It's it's just dressing up as a character, and you're showing your love for that character by dressing up as them. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Cool. And how did you overcome um, it when they when they told you these things? What what makes you still do it? I, well, for one thing, the community can be very, um, I mean, we have our own issues right now, but again, what community doesn't, but um, the community is very open arms, you know, there, like, I can remember, I can remember when I did my, my Claire Redfield cosplay, um, Claire Redfield is a character from Resident Evil, um, so many people uh, stopped me to say, oh my god, you're this character, can I take a picture with you? Oh my God, you did, you made this? This is amazing. You know, like there's a warmth there that I really enjoy. And people go out of their way to tell you, hey, you did, you look good in this costume. Costume. You, okay. So know. costume play pretty much. Cost, that's yeah, cosplay is you put in your favorite costume. Got it. Um, awesome. Yeah, I've hosted so a cosplay before in New Jersey. Shout out to my homegirl, Courtney Blue. She had me um, um, host uh, Comic Con out in Philly uh, two years ago. So. That was my first time attending the Comic Con event, and then I got to host it. That was fun. That sounds cool. Yes, and we have one more question. And the last question is this: What ideally do you want to be the legacy for your work when you leave this earth? When I, if I were to leave this earth, um, 
what would I leave behind? I just want, I guess the philosophy I have to be left behind and for people to learn from the way I thought of this world. I want, I want the younger generation to see me and think, younger generation, my nephew, everybody. <laughs> I want the younger <laughs> generation to see me and if they're going through certain struggles about their identity to realize it's okay to be different. It's okay to be weird because normal is boring. So you should probably stop trying to be normal. Come on. <laughs> Just like that. Ain't no such thing as normal because everything is different stop, and unique. Stop striving to be something that you're not. If you are a anime-loving geek, if you are a girl who loves to play sports, if you are a guy who likes to do sewing and baking, if you are a person who loves to swim in a mermaid tail, if you're someone who enjoys animation, don't let others discourage you from enjoying the things you love. Absolutely. Because that's you, and it makes you happy, and that's what matters at the end of the day. Period. Just like that. Thank you so Period. much, Mano. Point, yo. Bam. Hit the fan on them. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. Um, I was awesome, awesome um, interview. Awesome getting to know you. One more time, let the people know where to find you in case you want to find more information, and we are with the go. If you want to join me on all my wacky little adventures, follow me on TikTok as Kuma Blue, K-U-M-A underscore the color blue. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, I am the underscore Bara underscore Prince Kuma Blue. Boom. I'm about to go to your TikTok and follow because I have a TikTok video that went viral. Two hundred. No, we should do going. it. We should do it. We should Please, do something together. If you, have, if you have a TikTok. Let me know. We will do it. I will. Let's fuck shit up. Yes, I'm gonna go follow you. So let's be hang up on this. I'm gonna go right. follow you on TikTok. I my my videos. One of my videos went viral, and it's, my TikTok just keeps going crazy. Follow, follow, follow. It's crazy. Um, I had 200 followers about two weeks ago, and now I'm over a thousand. Yeah. So here's the thing: the video that I went viral on. So I went from 900 followers to 3,000. I still cannot believe people like this fucking video. <laughs> I'm so glad they do. I'm so glad they do. Yes. Well, we out here clearly are putting our minds together making viral videos. So we can probably team up and do something since we got viral videos out here. Um, again, shout out to you, sir. <laughs> Thank you for being a professional woman and doing what you love because I wouldn't have known about Thank it. You. you know what I'm saying? So, you know, this has been um, this is the, all the TV, Verse TV right here with your boy at Release Music on everything. Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys again what? Next week with someone else you need to know more about here in the LGBTQ world. Thank you guys so much.